Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit UpswellMarketing.com. That's UpswellMarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing Refinance Now, Hypnotizing Scams, and $1,000 Rental Cars. right dude this is our friday flight episode where we take a a small sampling of the stories that we came across this week uh, and we're here to deliver the best headlines and how they pertain to not only our personal finances but the personal finances of our listeners that's right we got some good stuff to get to this week there's a lot going on uh, in the financial world this uh, over the past seven days but before we get to that matt real quick i wanted to mention that uh, i have a new line item in my budget Ooh. as of this week and Do you share okay so basically emily and i we realized that there especially as like we're starting to hang out with people more and more we wanted to include a line item for like neighborly fun this <laughs> is like what we're calling it basically <laughs> like hangs with wholesome neighborly fun exactly yeah it hangs <laughs> with the people around us that we haven't been able to spend as much time with recently obviously we've been doing like you know fire pits in the backyard stuff like that but we're ready to like you know cocktail hangs you know uh, or, yeah. or a, beer, a beer hour whatever craft beer hour or maybe even like holiday gifts i remember last year i was like i want to get like some gifts for at least you know the the neighbors that live really close to us we didn't really have it in the budget, and so it was one of those things where I I, I didn't do it. 
And I'm like, this year, I want to get everybody like a little something, you know, make them feel special. So yeah, uh, neighborly fun is a new line item in our budget. Nice, dude. I like that. And what's cool about budgets is that you can customize them <laughs> to however you live because, you know, you explained in that category. I'm like, well, that for us, that kind of sounds like our giving category and that kind of sounds like entertainment. But for you, man, if you know that you want to spend that kind of money directly for your neighbors, that's a good way to include that. Um, you know, the longer we know each other, I feel like I'm slowly converting you into become more of a budget person. <laughs> Whereas like back in the day, you're like, you know, I was like, anti-budget. You're anti-budget. Like you, you tend to wing things and you're better at winging things than I am. And so I know for, for my personality, like I've had to implement a budget from day one in order to make my money behave. And I, you know, I appreciate the ability to look at my, you know, my spending, look at the data, have the stats in front of me. And so for me, it was more of a necessary tool, but I like for you that uh, y'all are finding that it's something that is opening you up to be able to do things without having to think about it. You know, like I just mentioned giving, uh, and that's actually, this is literally a conversation Kate and I had today, like one of uh, our daughter's teacher's father, actually. It's kind of a long chain there, but her father died uh, recently. And, and Kate said, hey, I want to make sure that we're able to gift them a meal out. And so she's going to buy a gift card at a local restaurant. But that's virtually not a conversation we had to have, right? It's not like something where it's like, oh, do we have that in the budget? No, like it is in the budget. It's an expense that's planned. And so she was able to just act on it without feeling that, that stress uh, in the moment. That's how we like to talk about budgets, man. It's just a plan for your money. It's almost like a calendar, right? It's just like a, a schedule <laughs> for, for your dollars, just like we uh, have events on our calendar to make sure that we do the things that we actually want to do. Some things come automatically, like sleep. Like You don't really have to put that on the calendar, right? Sleep and work. But other things, like you know you want to do them, but a lot of times it's easy for them to kind of fall by the wayside unless you actively plan for it. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier this week, there, there's going to be more temptation out there to spend your money. And so I think budgeting and planning for some of these things like putting that line item in your budget if you know it's something you want to do like do it now so you can be yeah. prepared for it as opposed to realizing you know months down the road ah there's all these things I want to do I haven't budgeted <laughs> for them and like can I actually make them happen now uh, it, that's a that's a worse position to be in start planning now is what yes. we would suggest yep. alright Matt let's get to the, the Friday flight the stories we found interesting this week in the, the financial world and let's talk about tax returns for a second tax refunds, as it turns out, are taking longer than usual to get processed. Especially if you were one of those folks that made less money in 2020 than you did in 2019, and you were eligible for more stimulus money because of it, the IRS is requiring manual additional verification of that income, and that just takes some time, yeah. right? Uh, we, we figured that would be the case again this year, that the IRS was going to be behind again because of the pandemic. They were behind last year when it came to uh, processing tax returns and dishing out out refunds. They're uh, not just behind. They're like 29 million <laughs> returns behind at this point. Uh, I just want to let people know too, you're not going to be able to talk to anyone at the IRS either. A Washington Post article earlier this week literally gives you a one in 50 chance of talking to a human if you call. And you know that could even take hours uh, to, to get in touch with that person. So yeah, we would say because of the pandemic, the IRS being chronically understaffed, all you can do is wait for your refund. Just be patient and don't bother reaching out, trying to call the, the IRS's number unless you love wasting your time because <laughs> that's that's really all it's going to be. It's like a 1-800-IRS number, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, actually, have you received a re refund? Because we filed uh, mid-March and just last week we actually got a refund. There you go. 1100 bucks. So I did the, not have a refund this year. Uh, so, you so owe no. a little bit, right? Yes, exactly. Well, that's right. 
Well, speaking of taxes, you may have heard rumors of tax rates going up, uh, specifically capital gains. And there's actually a good chance of this happening, uh, although uh, you know not likely the Biden proposed rate. But first, let's give a definition of uh, what capital gains tax is. And it's simply the tax that you have to pay on the profit from an asset after you sell it. And so, for example, if you've been investing in a brokerage account that's taxable, like a Robinhood account, and you sell a stock at a profit, those gains are subject to capital gains tax. Uh, And so, the bad news is that Biden's proposed uh, tax plan will nearly double the highest capital gains from 20% to 39.6%. It's a big shift upwards. That is a massive increase. Uh, Again, we think it might come down a little bit from that 39.6%, but we will see. But the good news is that this is for those who make more than $1 million a year. So, you know, phew, you don't have to worry about it, Joel. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not yet, not at least. Not impact us, probably. Uh, yeah, so this is probably going to happen. It's just not likely going to affect you. It's going to affect something like only 500,000 households in all of America, a right. very small percentage. Yeah, one of the caveats too, Matt, you said capital gains tax is what's assessed if you sell an asset. Same thing would be true if you had a rental property and you sold that, right? You would pay capital gains essentially on the appreciation, the difference between the price you bought that home for and the price you sold it for. Uh, But if you own that asset for less than a year, you don't pay capital gains, you pay ordinary income tax rates. And that is actually something that messed up a lot of Robinhood day traders earlier this year. They were expecting, I'm going to pay you know 15% tax on, on the gains. But when you trade frequently like that, uh, when you're getting in and out of assets, you don't pay the capital gains tax rate, which is preferred. You pay the, the higher rate, which is you know the rate at which your ordinary income is taxed. And while we're talking about investing and investing in brokerage accounts, Matt, there was this really fascinating article in the Wall Street Journal this week, and it documented three photographer friends. Were you were you one of them? I know. I yeah. luckily was not, because <laughs> these guys didn't end up in a in a great position in the end. No, no, they didn't. Yeah, they, they started investing heavily during the pandemic. I mean, what else was there to do, right? Photography uh, was kind of out the window. I feel them. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically when I was like, okay, now is when I will switch full time to podcasting. That's right. Yeah, if, or try to for those. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those uh, listening who don't know, Matt used to be a wedding photographer. And yeah, the pandemic was a perfect time to switch to podcasting oh, yeah. all the way. But yeah, these guys were messing around in, in Robinhood and talking about it back and forth constantly. And basically, they started putting lots of money in once the market took a 30% plunge. They rode the wave as markets bounced back. They made lots of money doing that. This uh, boosted their confidence. And so they decided to make even riskier bets. And that is where they took a misstep, right? They, they went from seeing their portfolios up four times what they'd originally put in to incurring losses of about 33%. So they had less money than they started with. And so, yeah, I think the, the lesson from this, it was this fascinating article if you want to check it out, is one, not to day trade, is two, not to get too risky. And so we suggest, I mean, our, our, our philosophy, how Matt and I invest is buying and holding low-cost funds in tax-advantaged accounts. I'm sure those guys were super pumped as those account balances were skyrocketing, but then, man, how deflating to see it essentially uh, taken away from you overnight, which is which is what happened to them. Yeah, I feel like another lesson, too, is just to be careful like who you surround yourself with, because <laughs> it seems like these guys spurred each other on. Yeah. Uh, and I think if maybe they had just been kind of siloed and were doing their own thing, they may not have taken uh, as many risks. But, I mean, they're like, the, the article is talking about how they were like texting back and forth like 50 times a day. They're having these video conferences talking about what stocks they're going to trade that day and they were just going all in and so i think if you know if we had any friends that were reaching out to us we would have been like yeah like <laughs> now is a good time to maybe max out your your roth ira and 
get invested in a yeah low cost index fund. But um, yeah, we would have the tips we would have given would have been like uh, FZ rocks or uh, Vu, hodl baby hodl. <laughs> Do you say hodl or hodl? I don't know hodl probably. People say hodl because they think it's like a derivative of like hold, basically a misspelling. But then someone on the news was saying hodl because it, basically it's an acronym for hold on for dear life. And ah, so they okay. were saying hodl. I've also I've heard more people say hodl. So I guess you say hodl, I say hodl. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's shift to credit cards, dude. Morningstar, they published an interesting story last week about how credit card companies are taking advantage of inherent behavioral biases that we have as consumers. And no, we're, like, we're not going to backtrack on how we feel about credit cards in general. We still think that credit cards are probably the best tool for spending uh, for multiple reasons. But it is important to be aware of how your behavior biases can work against you and, and how companies attempt to exploit that. And so one of these devious tactics that these credit card companies use, according to Morningstar, is that less educated folks are receiving credit card offers with much worse features, like uh, more substantial late fees, uh, higher interest rates. Uh, and there's also research that suggests that folks, that they often pick a credit card because of emotional appeal rather than which card is going to offer them the best rewards or offer them the best terms. Yeah, it's like, oh, can I get the credit card with my favorite Disney character on it? Dude, done. Like, will, people literally make decisions based on that stuff. I mean, and, and I will say, like, back in the day, like, if I, I had a couple cards, there was one that I used less because I just didn't like the way it looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, back in the day, I had this one that was kind of clear, and I kind of liked the way that one looked rather than the, uh, the, the, the one that wasn't clear. Yeah, I understand. I, felt, I felt special. You're not alone. Other people... <laughs> <laughs> make decisions based on that too and of course like we're not perfectly rational beings yes, right yeah. like uh, advertising plays into all of our emotions even those of us who think we're completely advertising unaffected branding as well yeah it all plays a role completely and i think companies you know are, are trying to sell a feeling right that's what companies like coca-cola are doing like it, it just it's less like drink this sugary beverage and it's more like <laughs> this is how you're gonna feel when you do and, and if they can make that emotional connection then they're likely gonna make a sale but then how do we make sure that we don't fall for the marketing hype if the product isn't right for us? Well, we would say when it comes to credit cards, well, there's a little secret that we've got. And it's that we don't really care about <laughs> the late fees and the interest rates. Like That's not something I look at when I'm signing up for a credit card. Why? Well, because we believe when you use a credit card, you should be paying your balances in full every single month. And you don't even have to worry about what those fees are if you're that kind of person. So then the main consideration is whether or not the benefits the card is offering aligns with the way you spend. By the way, Matt, I did want to throw in, I saw this lending tree survey. Uh, and if you do have credit card debt that you're trying to pay off, this, this survey found that 83% of folks who asked for an interest rate reduction in the past year, they got it. And so if you're one of those folks carrying credit card debt, one of the things we would suggest is to call your credit card company and ask if you can get a lower interest rate. And in most cases, they will say yes. And so that is something you should be doing like today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> if why you not? haven't done it yet. Yeah, it does not hurt to ask. Also, we saw uh, this article from NerdWallet and they detail how many fintech companies are skipping a credit check in favor of other methods to ensure that you are going to be a good candidate for the cards that they offer. Uh, you know, We've talked about the pedal card here on the show before. They're the first fintech company that we know of that took this, this approach and they've been successful in signing up folks uh, who don't have the best credit out there, you know. And they base this on other factors, right? Such as uh, like their bank account status, uh, bill payment history, as well as income evaluation. And so some of these fintech companies might be looking to see if you pay your cell phone <laughs> or your Netflix bill 
on time every single month instead of running a hard credit check on you. So this is good news if you have bad credit. Some of these new companies are Grow Credit, Chime Credit Builder, as well as Tomo Card. So if that's you, if you have less than stellar credit, make sure to check some of those guys out. Yeah, we'll link to those cards in the show notes. But that is just definitely one thing to to remember is credit cards can be great. They are great if you use them properly. If you can't handle using a credit card well, though, you know you shouldn't be using one because the downsides are steep for, for people who don't pay their bill off in full every month. All right, man, let's move on. Let's talk about student loans for a second. Uh, for anybody with federal student loans, you still don't have to pay that monthly payment, which is nice. But there was this recent survey from CNBC and many millennials said that their student loans weren't worth it. I found that interesting. Like, I know that student loans have gotten out of hand in our country, right? Like, it's been shocking and saddening to see how many students have graduated with just intense amounts of debt loads. But I was still surprised to see that 52% of older millennials said that taking on debt to get a college degree wasn't something that they would do again. And I guess that was just surprising because I know college degrees don't necessarily have uh, a huge benefit for everyone that gets one, but they still positively impact most folks that get one. Also, that made me realize, like, obviously you and I, Matt, we're all about people going to college for free or cheap if, if it's possible. Whatever way you can, cut the cost of college in your life. However, you can take out fewer student loans, avoiding them as much as possible. That's the best move. But it's also critical for anybody out there who's thinking about going to school or going back to school. It's critical to be on a mission to get a specific degree that will allow you to be gainfully employed at the end of that degree. There's research out there that's going to help you figure out which degrees are going to pay off the most. I would look to that research before I chose a specific degree. And it doesn't mean that if you have no desire to be an engineer, you should pick that just because it's the highest paying degree when you leave school. Uh, but it should at least help inform you know what kind of decision you are going to make. Yeah, we wouldn't recommend for, for folks to take out massive loans and just blindly go to college without a plan necessarily, right? Like it's good to have a plan to know what it is that you're trying to achieve by going to school. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it's no fun to graduate and start paying a mortgage sized monthly payment to your student loan servicer. Uh, but at the same time, dude, you know, stats from the Federal Reserve show that folks with a college degree have better job security and they earn more for decades. The uh, the, the value proposition of a college degree, it, it has gotten worse over the years, but getting a college degree is still worth it for the vast majority of folks. We just want to make sure that folks are doing it responsibly, that they're not uh, taking on massive amounts of debt in order to, to get that degree. Do it affordably. And we actually talked about this with Ron Lieber from the New York Times back in episode 337. If you have listen to that one and this sounds interesting to you, we'd recommend that you check it out. All right, Joel, uh, we've got our ludicrous headline. We're going to talk about uh, some scams that are making their way around as well. We'll get to all of that right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back. The uh, Friday flight continues. And now it's time to hit up the ludicrous headline. Of the week. There we go. So last week I, I screamed it. <laughs> like <laughs> this op- week I'll whisper. Opera singer style. And so I'm not even sure if that picked up, but of the week. There you go. Okay. So this one, uh, this this ludicrous headline comes from Hawaii News Now, which is not a source we've ever used on the Friday flight before. <laughs> I don't think we have. <laughs> uh, but but it, it was titled, Why are Hawaii visitors cruising around in U-Hauls? 
blame the pandemic. And that was just too interesting <laughs> to not click <laughs> on. Like, what is this going to be about? Yeah, what's, what's happening there? Well, it turns out, uh, you know, the, the story about rental car shortages has been popping up in, in other publications around the country. There's a severe rental car shortage right now. And that means if you're looking to rent a car uh, to go on a trip or because you've landed somewhere and you needed to get around, you might find yourself paying an absurd amount of money to get that car, especially in more popular destinations like Arizona, California, Florida, and Hawaii. And so, Matt, in this article on the island of Maui, for instance, the cheapest rental car for one day, like this isn't for a week-long rental, this is one day, <laughs> was a Toyota Camry for $722. A single day. For one Just day. Just for one day. Yeah. Convertibles were going for a thousand bucks. Insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to ride around with the top down, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. I would be walking everywhere if that was the case. Or just like, you know, but sticking my thumb out on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, people are trying to get crafty and they're renting moving vehicles to get around while on vacation. Uh, the New York Times had a great article from the Frugal Traveler about the nationwide rental car shortage too. Just it, it's interesting to see many of the major rental car companies, they sold off a lot of the cars that they had during the pandemic. We actually talked about this. Low. Yeah, we talked about this just about a year ago. Like, for instance, Hertz. Yeah, they you get a deal were, on one. Yeah, they were filing for bankruptcy and they were liquidating their fleets. And so we were like, okay, this is a good time to get a used car. And turns out it was <laughs> because we then started to see uh, used car prices continue to creep upwards uh, as the year progressed. Yeah, but now, you know, those rental car companies are like, dang it, we sold the fleet that we needed <laughs> now that the recovery's happened happening. Demand is back in a big way, but they don't have as many cars on hand exactly. to fulfill that demand. It just made me think like, so I got to go to Maui one time and I, I did the road to Hana, which is this beautiful, beautiful drive. It's like, I don't know if it's like two or three hours. And I'm oh, just nice. like thinking it's kind of tight, you know, two lane, two lane road. <laughs> I just like thinking about trying to do that in a U-Haul. U-Haul truck? <laughs> <laughs> or like, I mean, I'm picturing like a Lowe's or a Home Depot rental truck, right? Yes. It's like 25 bucks. You get it for 90 minutes, which is a deal, by the way. <laughs> like I am all about dropping like 20 bucks and having this flatbed truck to be able to load a bunch of, you know, stuff for the yard up onto. But yeah, I'm imagining driving one of those around. And when you're not used to driving one of those, like... They drive differently than the little car that, you, that you're used to driving around in the city, you know? I can only imagine that it would be uh, tricky on the, the road to Hana or, or whatever the <laughs> I would is. think so. <laughs> yeah, and so this increased demand, this has, of course, led to higher prices when it comes to car rentals. And so, if you absolutely need to rent a car, uh, do a couple of things first. First of all, book a refundable ride with one of the major car rental companies. You can always cancel without paying a dime, and so that's really great. Yeah, so, so even if you have to book it at $400 a day, like and you know you're going to need one, just just book it because it's refundable. Like, exactly. You, you don't even have to show up and pick up that reservation. Yeah, you can cancel it, uh, but you've got that reservation snagged just in case. But then look at multiple locations to book. You can look uh, at different in-town locations near where you'll stay in the airport. And then check a few different discount travel websites, right? Look at prices uh, on Hotwire and Priceline. Also, check out autoslash.com. That's another great site that will continually shop the price of a rental car without you having to. And so remember, you have your original rental booking as a backup. But as soon as you find this lower price, you can go back and cancel that booking. Uh, and dude, also too, you, folks can check out Turo, where you can rent a car from a, a local, right? From an individual. Uh, as rental prices go up, I, I could see individuals renting out their cars more and more just you know, to be able to capitalize on the ability to make more money from that car, from that asset just sitting there in their driveway. And you know, maybe that's something that a lot of folks listening are thinking. They're like, oh, wait a minute. 
I live in Maui. <laughs> I should download Turo yes. uh, and make a killing because the demand's high. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would totally do that. And yes. For our listeners that live specifically in some of those places that we mentioned, if you live in like Phoenix or Orlando or Miami, like if you live in any of those hot cities where people are visiting and you want to make some extra cash, Turo is a wonderful place for you to do that. It's right worth now. considering for I sure. Think, I would think you'd be able to do well. Uh, also, too, yeah, depending on where you're going, attempt to take public transit, including bike share. Ride share, of course, like Uber and Lyft can be cheaper than you know some of what the daily rental fees will cost you right now, too. Like if I was on Maui, I'd be taking Uber. I would not be renting a car. Oh, yeah. And also, too, Matt, on the note of cars, uh, there was this article in Ars Technica. And like, this is not about rental cars, but it was about why minivans rule. And of course, yeah, it just made me proud, do. proud to be a minivan owner. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we totally agree with that, of course. It, I feel like it's time for a minivan resurgence, and we want to kind of help help push that. Like uh, th- this article talked about why minivans make more sense than SUVs, why they're more functional for Dude, lots of folks. They are so much more practical than yeah. an SUV that's hard to get in. Like, could you imagine like getting into something that's a little bit higher with like the kids? I mean, they have a hard enough time, you know, clambering into the vehicle. I guess once your kids are older, like sure. maybe, but we got young kids and so minivans make a whole lot of sense. Dude, it's like anything in fashion. Like it always comes around, yep. you know, like minivans used to be popular back in the day. And then it, I feel like it for the past 15 years or so, it's like swung back to SUVs. Like when I was a kid, it was all about the minivan, yeah. you know? Can, and, can uh, we make them cool again? Like can you and I single-handedly <laughs> yeah. do that? Okay. Well, it's just like fanny packs, you know, like fanny packs are back. It's but just, it, it's all about the attitude. It's about how you wear it, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but they have to be at least 10 years old minivans. Like th- those are the cool ones. Well, mine's not quite there. You're almost there. Is it? Yeah, yeah. mine's you're, nine you're, years old. Yeah, it's like 10 yeah. model years old at this point though. 20, 2012, that's yeah. true. And I do want to know too, Matt, after Monday's episode where we talked about cars with Leanne Shattuck, she mm. had some great advice. Have you named your minivan yet? <laughs> no, I, ha- <laughs> I I haven't. I feel like I, we view our we're not that kind of we're not those kind of people. <laughs> like we I've never we've never named our vehicles. Uh, maybe I should though, because like we talked about with her, like you tend to take care of things that you name because they kind of you imbue them with a personality, right? H- have y'all named yours? So no, I also have not. Uh, mine is kind of old school and powder blue, and but uh, yeah, I feel like maybe we should. Makes include- me think of like Dumb and Dumber, like <laughs> hanging out by the bar, putting out the vibes. The if sweet, only mine was orange, the sweet tux. Yeah, I know <laughs> that would be ideal. But let, let's post a picture actually of our of our minivans on Instagram this weekend, and let's have our our listeners actually uh, chime in. Let them uh, name it. Name our minivan contest, dude. Well, here's the thing: if someone actually names it, like, are you going to stick with it? Are you going to call it? I'll stick with it. Will you Whoever really? gives the best nickname for both of our vans we've got to call it that all right all right let's do it <laughs> i'm down with that you know dude in our house we've named house plants before because i don't know you like water them you take care of them if you want them to grow and nurture <laughs> like you want to look good today Cindy. yes yeah exactly like talk to them <laughs> but we've never done that with our cars uh this will be a lot of fun on that note let's shift gears do you like that oh, Sp- speaking of minivans and da- dad jokes uh, <laughs> a lot of folks uh now have a second chance to refinance their mortgages as rates have gone down in recent weeks uh, a few months back, we, we discussed the likelihood of mortgage interest rates going up from their all-time lows. And they actually did start to move up in a meaningful way. But now they've crept back down, uh, and 30-year mortgages are back in the, that 3% range. And so if you missed your chance to refi a couple months ago, and you are a good candidate, it makes sense to pull the trigger now. Uh, and that is, if you can find a lender who is willing to move quick enough to secure that mortgage, to lock in the rate, and actually close in a decent amount of time. 
I've talked with multiple friends and neighbors who started the refinance process, dude, last fall. No way. And have only just closed. Like literally, I was talking to a buddy of mine. It took them five months. And I'm like, wait, who did you go with? He went with one of the big banks, which is a part of the reason why. I was like, why did you do that? You need to, you know, you need to go with somebody local, somebody uh, who specializes in mortgage underwriting. Or one of those good online you know, refinance. There's so many better options yeah, than, yeah. than the big, big banks out there. That, that's like literally the worst option. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so we started our refi uh, kind of mid, uh, early to mid-March, and we closed last week. And so for us, it, like it didn't take us five months. It took us five weeks. There you go. Uh, this is a lender we've worked with before. So yeah, find a good, I mean, a great local company, a great local credit union. These are all much better options than going with one of the bigs. Yeah, but who knows how long rates are going to stick where they are. So time is of the essence if you're going to get a refi in and if you're going to get better terms on that home loan. Uh, Matt, let's talk about scams for a second. Uh, you know, Mackenzie Scott, the the former wife of Jeff Bezos, who who runs Amazon, has been giving away billions of dollars. And we talked about that a few months back. Like, it's been just incredibly impressive what she's done in giving away massive amounts of her fortune in basically no time at all. She seems like just a wonderful person. <laughs> but right now, email scams in her name are proliferating. It turns out that her method for giving away that money, those funds, has actually been pretty cool. She's not making this like PR splash. She's not trying to make a name for herself and, and garner all the headlines about how much money she's giving away. She's trying to do it more on the DL. And she and her team are actually just emailing organizations that are doing good work to let them know that they're going to be making a donation to that organization, to that nonprofit. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that approach. She's just kind of bypassing the bureaucracy of having some sort of trust, you know, like she's like going directly to them. Yeah. And she's not like tooting about it and boots on the ground, making herself look like the coolest person ever. She's right. just, she's just doing it. And like that approach though, has actually led to a bunch of copycat scammers who are claiming to be from the McKenzie Scott Foundation and they want to get Which doesn't money. exist by the way. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yes. that's made up. Yeah. And they even have like a, a Facebook page set up where you can go check it, you know. Yeah. And obviously, it, it looks kind of fake. But yeah, they have taken some steps to make it look like you're legitimately getting money, including using a fake bank to make it look like that money is on its way to you. But first, you've got to pay a fee <laughs> to access that money. And that's always a huge red flag when someone tells you that you're getting money. If you have to actually send some of yours over first, it's definitely not legit. Uh, but yeah, there was an article talking about people that have been taken advantage of by this scam. Wanted to let you know that it's out there. Scams like this are a dime a dozen these days, it feels like. Yeah, dude, let's uh, let's keep talking about scams. Uh, I came across this other story that involves hypnotizing. Did Have you ever been hypnotized? I, I have, actually. Uh, just once. What? Yeah, but my, my grandpa was a psychologist, and when I was like 11 years that. old, he, he attempted to hypnotize me. I don't think okay. it worked, though. Yeah. He attempted, yeah, and attempted <laughs> <laughs> hypnosis. Uh, he did not succeed in having you kind of like walk around and quack like a duck. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were doing that anyway, probably, so at 11 years old, I'm sure. He was telling me sure. that that stuff is kind of like all for show, okay. but there are ways that you can hypnotize people and then actually... So, you know, I think based on what he was saying it was for, he would say it was successful. I, I didn't feel like anything changed, but I don't know, maybe subconsciously I'm like kicking butt in life because I got hypnotized when I was 11. You didn't feel like a warm sensation and <laughs> realize you just peed your pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, uh, there is this interesting article in the LA Times asking if a scammer can hypnotize you over the phone. Uh, and they actually interviewed a real hypnotist. Uh, and it's just an interesting question because uh, some of these scams that we come across seem to be so easily recognizable that you wonder how people fall for them. And writer David Lazarus, he details the story of this pretty smart lady who was scammed by someone over the phone. She even wonders if she was hypnotized. Uh, and the answer from the expert hypnotist that they interviewed is that you actually can be put into a hypnotic state over the phone 
by someone who has the right technique. You know, different folks obviously are going to have different uh, levels of susceptibility to hypnosis. I, I am. Uh, my, my mind is Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be breached. Uh, but really, this just makes me want to make sure that I avoid those phone calls in the first place. Yeah, something else when it comes to scams too. The best thing is to make sure that these calls aren't coming through at all to your phone. And that's super easy to do. If you have an iPhone, just go to settings uh, and then click phone and then select silence unknown callers. This is a feature that's been around for a couple of years now and it keeps us from getting, you know, up to a dozen junk calls every single day. And it's just as easy to do on an Android phone, which is what I've got. Go to settings, block numbers, and then toggle on block unknown callers. A lot of us know we should do this, but maybe we haven't done it yet. It's not just going to prevent scam calls, but just the annoying unknown number yeah. calls that come through constantly, uh, especially the ones who want to buy the house that you own. Like, <laughs> how many of those am I getting these days? So, yeah, some of them still slip through. But, yeah, make sure also at the same time, not only are you doing this, but encourage your parents to do it as well because, yeah, so, yeah they, they might be just as susceptible, if not more susceptible, to some of these scams. Dude, yeah, seriously. I feel like a lot of folks our age, like our generation, they, they know to do that. But, I mean... I bet there are a lot of our parents out there who don't do that. Maybe you're visiting with them and their phone's kind of buzzing off in the background. They kind of roll their eyes. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm sure it's my best friend out in L.A. who wants to <laughs> <laughs> like give me, give me some money, that kind of thing. But in reality, like we don't want those calls coming through at all. And actually, on top of this, the FCC is actually going to begin holding cell phone providers responsible for anti-robocall efforts uh, in the future, this coming fall. They are requiring these providers to document their efforts towards increasing the number of robocalls that they have been able to eliminate, which is awesome news. Uh, and it looks like there will be penalties, like these, like potentially massive fines for the companies that don't make meaningful progress. And so this is good news. If you, even if you do have uh, the calls not actually ringing your phone and, and it kind of you know goes straight to being silenced. But if you hate just seeing all those missed calls, you know, in, in the app, and it shows you like how many missed calls you have, <laughs> and like when I've got twelve of them, that's a pretty hot day for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so popular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it just makes me realize. That like, man, there is just so much room for improvement in this space. And uh, yeah, that's something that we can look forward to. No doubt. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We hope you have a great weekend. And if craft beer is your thing like it is ours, we hope you have a nice craft beer this weekend. Maybe you even enjoy a flight, a little sampler at your local brewery. A little sampler of like four different beers. Uh, that's Yeah, exactly. That's the that. way to go. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Listeners can find our show notes up at our website at howtomoney.com. We'll see you back here on Monday for a new Ask HTM episode. But until then, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.